Welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Our desire is to remain in God's presence, explore His passions, and supply tools that serve and inspire our city. I'm going to be in Luke, Luke chapter 10. I'm going to talk about Mary and Martha for a little bit. <clears throat> Before I talk about that, it's funny, I've got napkins as like tabs for, you know, what I'm going to say here in, in Scripture. I'm in Second Peter chapter 2, verses 2 through, through 4. Grace and peace be multiplied in you, to you, excuse me, in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. I don't know about you, sometimes I forget that. God's given us everything we need for every moment, every situation, every time that we might face that's either difficult or victorious. He's given us everything that we need. Through the knowledge of him, but it's through a relationship, it's through a relational and experiential knowledge of Jesus Christ who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. I got to be honest, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a home that focused on Jesus Christ. I grew up in a church body that focused on, on just letting God be God, and it was a great thing. Um, but for the last decade to 15 years, in some ways I've forgotten about that. I've focused on a way that was just centered on knowledge, it was centered on doctrine. And ultimately, I would say at certain times, I probably idolized that. Because in my profession, in this world that we live in, you know, they honor, they honor knowledge. They honor certifications. They honor degrees. They honor education, academics. <clears throat> but through Jesus Christ, it's all about revelation. And he's saying that we have the opportunity to participate in a divine nature. It's just foreign to us. It's foreign the, to the way that we do things, the way that life is held on a day-to-day -day basis in this world. But the Christian life is a love song. It is an intimate union with Jesus Christ, where, yes, Christ is in us, the hope of all glory, but there's a wooing, there's an opportunity each day by day through spiritual growth to meet him every single moment of the day. And so our opportunity as the, the family of God, the church of God, is for us to sit back like this and for us to wait on this exchange life to where he is giving us his power, which we need. We need the truth of God and we need the power of God. And we need to wait on him. You know, in Ephesians 5, it says, Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And really what they're saying, the verb tense there is be continually filled. Now, there's different points where it's talking about being filled with the Spirit. This one is not so much. It's not maybe talking about speaking in tongues or different things like that. But it's being filled. If you could picture a glass container, it's being filled with the life of God. And he empowers you. His presence, his life, it empowers you. 
you know, we experience God's presence in different ways. There's the indwelling presence where he, he never leaves us. But I'm talking about the manifest, empowering presence of God where he leads, he speaks, and he empowers. And it's funny, in Ephesians 5 and 6, it talks about marriage, talks about the workplace, talks about practical things, to be empowered by the life of God. And that is the Christian life. It's a life totally dependent on a father who we can't see, but wants out of our life. Let me say that differently. Not wants out of our life. He wants out of us. (laughs) And it's our job just to let him in. Amen. Let me go to Luke 10. I'm going to be in Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. How many of y'all are familiar with the story about Mary and Martha? Probably most of us, a familiar story. It's something probably that we have all heard. You know, as I was praying about today, you know, normally I've only spoken here a few times, but I've got like a 75-page PowerPoint, and I'm prepped up and ready to go. You know, every single time I went towards that route, either like accidentally deleted something, I just lost something, I forgot something, it just didn't happen. So no PowerPoint today. Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus. How many of you guys were familiar with Mary? You know, we get to make this dialogical day. We got a low-key, intimate setting here. A little bit of history on Mary. So Mary, apparently scripture says she had seven demons in her at one point in time, and there was tremendous affliction in her life. I mean, can you imagine having like seven demons tormenting you? I don't know the mental, physical, maybe trauma that she had. I don't know her story. I don't think scripture really goes into that. But it talks about that she met Jesus and she cast the demons out. And so she was a woman very unique to Jesus's ministry. And she had been truly changed, truly encountered by this man, Jesus. I I would dare to say she she was in love with him. She was in love with his lordship. Let me say that differently. She was in love with everything that he represented. I don't know about you. The last decade, the last 15 years, I've been stale. (laughs) I've been stale in my Christian life. I've, I've been focused on knowledge, doctrine, things of that nature but I just want to fall back in love with Jesus. I just want more and more of, of, of what he offers. You know, I came to Christ when I was eight years old, and I, I didn't really know what that fully meant at that time. All I knew is I had fire insurance and that I had security there. But when I was, when I was 18, 19, I, I encountered God for the first time at a youth retreat. And the scripture that I heard was Psalms 4610, be still and know that I am God. At that moment in time, I don't remember I'd ever heard God speak, but I heard that time. And the next three hours I was weeping, you know, just sobbing uncontrollably. And then I had that encounter with him and I just wanted more of him. And probably 18 to 28, 30, give or take, I was just in love with him. I was in love with his word. I was in love with everything that he offered. It wasn't till 
early to mid-30s, I kind of started idolizing doctrine and this and that. But if you look at the life of Mary, she was someone that was in love with Jesus. <laughs> she just wanted more and more. She just wanted to be around him. When you contrast, when you look at Martha's, Martha's what she's doing, it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. I could go on and on about how busy our culture is, how busy our world is, how just we're so connected to everyone, social media, texting. You could go on for hours and hours. I won't do that. But I would say in today's world, the opportunity for us is to be intentional more than ever in focusing on Jesus Christ. And I think the only way for us to really get there is God has to touch us. He's got to touch us. Now, sometimes we don't have to feel it. Sometimes maybe it is a feeling. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, they manifest themselves in different ways. I'm not the judge on what that looks like. But in order to be touched, what does James 4, 8 says? It says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I want more grace. I want more of what he's offering. And Mary, if you look at her life, she devoted herself to the Lord Jesus Christ in being very humble. Verse 41, it says, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. This, this would be me. I'd be worried about, you know, how does everything look? How's the appearance? You know, how, does, how do things smell? How do things look? You know, all, all the five senses that I'm trying to, to you know, take care of. I'm, I'm focused on, on pleasing this person. But he says, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. But only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. If you kind of think about that, what happened later on in Mary's life? Well, she was the person that you know, spotted Jesus after he resurrected. She saw his tomb. When you are intimate with Jesus, when we get the opportunity to fall back in love with him, he will reveal himself to you more so than maybe someone is not. That's not a comparison thing. There's no shame, guilt, condemnation with that. But when we are intimate with Jesus, he reveals more of what? He reveals more of himself. <laughs> If there was one thing I wanted to share, I'm just like, man, I just hope you fall more in love with Jesus. I just want to stir you up so that you fall back in love with him. Maybe you already are, but we are finite humans worshiping an infinite being. There is just more. It never stops. There is rivers of living water that we just can't contain all of his presence and his glory. This is not a complicated scripture. But, but Mary, at some points, it's she's, her name is mentioned more than a number of the apostles. She was a person who just loved Jesus. Sometimes in this Christian walk, 
whether it's the church, and I'm not being critical of the church, the church is the most powerful organism on the planet when we're led by the Spirit of God. But sometimes when the church, whether we have a certain agenda, whether it's knowledge and doctrine over here, or sometimes we can be governed by emotions and let that get the best of us. And sometimes we, in some ways, I don't want to say we fall out of love with Jesus, but we're definitely missing the intimacy that we came here for initially in the first place. If you can, can everyone close your eyes for a second? You know, going back to the scripture in James 1. Let me get there. Give me about 15 seconds. But it says, receive the implanted word. Which is able to save your souls. But before that, it says, throw away all filthiness. You're not filthy, but there are times that we let religion, we let skepticism, we let arrogance, we let fear, we let doubt, whatever thing creep in our way. Maybe it just happened this morning, maybe it was this week, maybe it's been there for a while, but we need the Holy Spirit to illuminate that. And if you're open to receiving that this morning, we want to focus on that. You know, in the book of Psalms, David said that I set, I set him at my right hand. So I want you to picture Jesus Christ. Sharika's going to come here in a little bit. But I want you to start repenting. Turn your mind. Let Jesus minister to you. Repent for the ways that you have not let him take up space in your life. Just wait on him. Let me be quiet for a second. Let him minister to you this morning. If there's a need for repentance, if there's a need for godly sorrow, Let him point you. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. Sharika's going to sing a song. It's called Love Song by a guy named Jason Morant. Wherever you're at in your walk, Remember, church is not a spectator sport. We're not going to hear some entertainment. We're not going to watch a ball team. We're not listening to a lecture. We want to encounter the living God. See, Jesus Christ, he spoke in his ministry. You're with me here. I lost a napkin. Thank you for your patience.
He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. This is the opportunity of the church. When we get to know Jesus, no longer as servants, but as friends, he discloses the master's business. He discloses his agenda. I want us to start getting away from our agenda, what we think maybe traditional church or traditional Christian life may look like. And I want Jesus to lead you back to falling in love with him. And as Sharika sings this song, just focus on King Jesus, just like David did. Set him in your mind. Focus on him. Meditate on him. It's very difficult to wait on God. It's very difficult just to kind of sit there in stillness because our culture is so busy. It's just difficult. We have to be intentional. Focus on Jesus Christ as his songs come. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cedarhousechurch.com.